talking about the things that interest us the most, which is mostly the paranormal, the strange, and anything that might give you goosebumps. Um, so the reason I wanted to do this is because I have been interested in the paranormal and ghosts and scary stories since as long, as long as I can remember. I was a little kid, and did you ever get the scholastic um, yes. choir at school? Yes, all the time. So I'm exploring today. <laughs> the first book I remember buying was, it was called Stranger Than Science. Oh, I've never heard of it. The guy's name is Frank Edwards, and it's just little tiny stories that little kids can read, but it's about like the Mothman and the Springer Jack Heel, those stories, and I, I just read it in one sitting, and uh, I was hooked. And I think yes. I was probably about eight. Yes, that was around the time that I started getting really interested. Those Scholastic book, it was a pamphlet that came. Oh my gosh, they were like it was like Christmas whenever those came home in my backpack. Um, I remember the first one I ordered. It was a book called Wait Till Helen Comes, and you're better than I am because you remembered the author's name, but. Uh, that was one of my favorites because it was about somebody who moved into this charming old Victorian house and of course the little boy goes exploring in the back and stumbles upon a graveyard on the premises. You know, what are the odds? But <laughs> Helen is a ghost and he visits with her and it's all about his relationship with her and it was spooky at first but then they developed this relationship and I just loved the book in the end. I still have it. I own it to this day. Is it the original one? Yes. The original copy? Yes. I still have that. Stranger than science. (laughs) (laughs) But I also remember um, The Haunting of Hill House, the 1960s version, because it was... um, I don't know if we saw... Yeah, we must have seen it on TV because my parents were watching it and that terrified me. It was the scariest movie I'd ever seen. Well, it was the only scary movie. Huh. And I was hooked. Do you remember it at all? Did you ever see it? Funny enough, I didn't even realize this was something from the 60s. I just finished binge-watching it on Netflix, which it was incredible. Like, don't even get me started on how incredible that show really was. Have you seen the new one? No, I haven't. Okay, I'm wondering how it compares to the 1960s version. I really had no idea. Well, it was a Shirley Jackson short story um, called The Haunting of Hill House. Oh, wow. Uh, do, are you familiar with Shirley Jackson? No, not she, at all. In high school, you probably had to read one of her short stories called The Lottery. Oh, and yeah. It, do you remember that? My gosh, yes. It, she wrote The Haunting of Hill House. Oh, my gosh. Um, there was a lot just open. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> about paranormal investigators who stay overnight in a haunted house. Okay. And it was just terrifying for, okay. you know, I think it must have been about nine, ten years old. And then I looked for more, <laughs> more of that stuff. Yeah. Well, already the premise is different. So the new series, it has nothing to do with paranormal. Well, it kind of does. Um, I don't I don't want to do any spoilers or anything like that. I, I guess it would be somebody who's more like retelling his tale, and it comes across as sort of a paranormal investigation thing, but no, now that I say that, I'm lying. It doesn't. It doesn't have anything to do with paranormal investigators. What is it about ghosts? It's about a family growing up in this house that things are getting stranger and stranger, and it turns out that it is haunted. It is a haunted house, and they're taking their experiences with them into the future. So it's like, it kind of... uh, ruin them psychologically um, in the future. And it's a series, I understand. So yes, 10 episodes. 
Is it over a period of years or a year or days? It flips, actually. So the time sequence is very much like a Quentin Tarantino film. So, you know, it's them in the 1960 or 80s, actually. It's the 80s. And then it's them in the 90s and then current time and then back into the 60s and then back to current time. It flips all over the place. So the first two episodes, I actually struggled because I had to get to know the characters. And then probably the timelines. Right. Because that seems to be a real common thing these days with shows and movies that they take you back and forth in time and, and into the future. And yes. You're like, who are these people? That's right. how they introduce new characters. It's, it's good. I like it now, but at first it, it takes a while to get used to. It creates layers, though, so I thought it was brilliant. I mean, I will watch this many other times just to see if there are other little nuances, you know, that I've missed. Yes. I'll have to look. And I'm going to check out the 1960s version. I had no idea. It's black and white. Okay. And it might scare you. I don't know. Maybe. And I haven't seen it (laughs) since probably then. But I remember it being terrifying. Yeah. I know I've always liked all the old movies and TV shows about the haunted, haunted things. There was a show called The Haunting, and it was another, like, so many episodes, you know, it was just a series. I remember that scared me, and I was around eight or nine at the time. That was, that was when my love and simultaneous fear of the paranormal started uh, taking shape. So... That brings me to wondering, you know, what what is it? Because I've read psychological studies about people who are haunted or right. are involved in the paranormal often have psychological issues. Yeah. But I, I never, I, I, if I look back at maybe, you know, as a prepubescent and then, you know, going through puberty, it's possible that I had that issue. But I don't know. I'm, I just... See, interested. I have a hard time with that theory, although I don't completely disbelieve it. In fact, if I start theorizing right now, I'll end up just arguing with myself. Um, but I go back, my first recollection of a haunting, when I knew something was wrong, I had to have been three, maybe a little bit less than three. Really? And Because wow. um, it was the first house. We moved out of this first house when I was three years old. And then I grew up in another haunted house. Um, (laughs) But I remember being in a crib, and I remember looking at my red shag carpeting, because 1982, and it was a house from the 70s. But I remember thinking there was something in the closet, and I remember watching the door open, and I remember at first being kind of confused as to what was in the closet, why wasn't it coming out, and I had developed this fear. And I remember not wanting to spend any time in that room because I was terrified. And I don't know, maybe that is like just the standard, you know, monster in a closet. Kids are afraid of it. It sounds so cliche, but... Did you see a monster? Um, I didn't at the time. No. At that point, no. I never saw it. But I saw the door move. Or maybe that's my brain, you know, telling me that that door moved, you know, when I was two and a half, three years old. Wow. And you have a good memory of that. That's interesting. That's, that's the thing. I don't have a good memory of other things in that house, but that's one of them. That and breaking my dad's bowling trophy. <laughs> he wouldn't let me forget that one for the rest <laughs> of his life. Because bowling. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you remember any kind of episode of, not necessarily that house, but where you were like, this is a ghost? 
Yes. Oh, so many times. So, I mean, we moved into the other house, and there were always things. Um, this might sound silly, but I was convinced we had a ghost cat because we did have cats, but this was a great cat, and we didn't have a great cat. <laughs> and, you know, you see something moving, and uh, you think it's one of the cats, and you turn around, and both of the cats are, you know, lying on the bed or something. There were always footsteps. There were voices. Um, I actually caught figures. Um, there was a man in a hat that lived in our downstairs. We had a split-level house, and um, it was like a downstairs office slash bedroom, and I would often see somebody walking, and it was a man in a hat. What kind of hat? So what era do you think? Um, it was a hat very much like what my grandfather wore. So I mean, like a fedora type. Kind of, yeah. I would take it back to the 30s, maybe 40s. So wow, that was interesting. And I mean, there are so many things that I've seen. I've seen shadow people. I've seen in downtown Toledo in two places. I saw these little kind of short figures, almost with horns, like little demon figures, two different houses, two completely different times. I have no idea how to explain that. But they moved. They were moving. I felt like they were watching me, and I was paralyzed. How old were you when you... Um, I was a couple different ages. It happened to me twice. Um, so how real were they, those things that you saw? I stayed up. Um, I was watching them. I was watching, like, the little shadow on the wall, and I sat there just watching all night, waiting for it to move, and sometimes it would move, and I would go, where did it go? And one time it was at my cousin's house. I was probably about 12, 13, and it happened when I was younger at my grandmother's house in downtown Toledo. So was it the same creature? Yes, the exact same. And that's, I think, what struck me the second time around was I have seen this thing before. Oh. So, but I was paralyzed with fear each time. That is really so, interesting. Yeah. I've recently, I read a book or heard about, I mean, heard a review about a book about these people who have these not necessarily demons, but entities that follow them throughout their life. Right. And sometimes they, like, latch onto you spiritually. Right. And they either can take from you if, if you don't do something about it. Right. And I believe that. I don't know if that's what this was, just because I've never seen it again. And I find it odd that it was restricted to a certain area within Toledo. And here we are in New Mexico. I've never seen it. What I do find interesting, and this might be odd, um, I don't know if you've ever watched The Dead Files. Yeah, but is that with Amy? Yes, Apper? Amy Allen. Al Amy Allen, okay. Yes, and Steve. Oh, I forgot his last name. Um, I want to say Buscemi. It's not Buscemi. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good show. <laughs> well, what I found interesting is um, I love the show. I love Amy. I love watching her sensitivity to the, the paranormal, you know, what's out there. She did an episode in Toledo, and it blew me away. I only just saw this episode within the last two years. Little demons running around with horns. Really? Yes. Wow. So that um, scared me. Like, watching this episode, I felt that, That's you know, paralyzation again. Yeah. So. And I, and I read somewhere that... Uh, Ohio is one of the yeah. Ohio is one of the most haunted states oh, in the really? world. I'll have to look for that list again. But it was it's like oh, I gotta tell you about that. Ohio is the most haunted state, and they listed you know <laughs> one through fifty, which has the most interesting experiences. Ohio. I don't know, 
the history, the Appalachian okay, people who migrated up there. I don't know, maybe they brought their stories with them. And I would love to read more. As a, a Buckeye, I'd like to read more. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about you? What got you into all of this? Do you remember your first? <clears throat> Not really, and I think it was... I have a very active imagination, so there were things that happened that I couldn't tell if it was real yes. or if I imagined it. That's why you asked me that. Okay. Because okay. I have this um, memory of being about the same age. I was walking, so I must have been about three, and I'd fallen asleep on the couch, and I got out of, I stood up, and I stepped on something, and I probably stepped on my dog. But my brain said it was a creature, and it stood up, and it it growled at me. And I, being the three-year-old, I screamed at the top of my lungs, and I ran into my mom and dad's bedroom and jumped in the bed between them. Aww. And I remember I slammed the door behind me, and the door, I slammed it so hard the door opened again. But in my little brain, it was like, it was following me. Oh, my God. <laughs> I said, Mom, Mom, is it gone? Is it gone? And she said, yeah, honey, it's gone. And then the next morning, <laughs> I asked her, you know, how did they get rid of, of that thing? And she says, well, we called the police, and they oh. even got it. <laughs> well, that but, makes me wonder why she didn't just tell you it was the dog. Like, maybe it wasn't the dog. <laughs> well, she could tell how scared I was. But I, wow. in my brain, I still have the memory what it looked like. Oh, what wow. it, it seemed so real. You should draw that. I should, you should get like a police sketch kind of thing going. I mean, they called the police, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Did they get a sketch? <laughs> well, and then the other thing I remember once was <clears throat> having this, oh, like, was about the same age, and I had my toys in the living room overnight, and I remember leaving them there, and then I woke up, and my favorite stuffed animal was walking in the room. Okay. And I remember okay. my mom was in the in the kitchen cooking and my dad was taking a shower getting ready for work and the door opened and this little animal walked in and I remember sticking my hand out and then it came to my hand and then I thought this isn't right. <laughs> and then I ran into the living room. Oh my goodness. And that was, I told my mom, and she goes, oh honey, you've got a great imagination. Interesting. Isn't that, but it, might, it was, maybe I was dreaming. Weird. And maybe at that age, you cannot tell the difference. You know, so I'm, I'm connecting it. We were talking about the um, haunting of Hill House mm -hmm. and going back to this, this newer version of it. That is very much what kind of destroyed the kids, you know, the, psycholo the psychology of it, um, Can you the tell? parents didn't believe them. Well, well, you can't tell the difference between reality and the scary, right. the scary things that are right. out there. So it was brushed off, but everybody knew it was wrong and nobody would talk about it. I can't say anything more without like totally spoiling it, <laughs> but everybody, just watch it. Okay. <laughs> but I wonder if that's the case, you know, I mean... We're sitting here questioning it right now, and was it something our parents were suppressing? Was it actually, as the parent of a 15-year-old whose daughter I'm pretty sure is quite sensitive, um, I, I know my daughter's sensitive, but, um, you know, I would, just to save her, you know, from being scared, I would brush it off. 
you know, and I wonder if your parents were doing the same. They might have because they, so then later on as a, a young person in eight, seven, eight, nine, mm -hmm. I remember playing with the neighborhood kids and they loved to tell scary ghost stories. And I didn't quite, I never heard scary ghost stories. So <laughs> I remember asking my mom, Are there, is there such a thing as ghosts? And she said, no, there isn't. Oh, they didn't believe. Well, okay. she, she, they actually do, they did. But they told me that there wasn't because I probably was terrified. Right. Mom, is there such a thing okay. as ghosts? I don't want there to be ghosts. Okay. And because the, the, the girl who told me these stories was like, and in your basement, I'm sure there's a ghost. <laughs> They're always in the basement, Anita. <laughs> At midnight. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, that's when I went and asked my mom, is there such a thing as ghosts? And, and once they saw how scared I would get, they wouldn't stop. Interesting. And, but I loved it. I, you know, I know. I know. I totally, I loved all that, too. What's ironic is my parents didn't feel the same way. So my dad is all about Halloween. He is all about the scare. In fact, we used to go to those made-up haunted houses every Halloween. We'd dress in costume. We'd stand in line. We'd go into some old Victorian, you know, in the country or, you know, in downtown Toledo or something, and we would just have the crap scared out of us, and we loved it. <laughs> he, um, dresses up uh, his garage every year for Halloween. Um, he was all about it. We always watched the scary movies, told ghost stories, but he didn't believe. My mother, on the other hand, did not get into all of that stuff. She never went with us to those haunted houses. She didn't get into Halloween as much, but she was sensitive. And she admitted to hearing that hello voice in the hallway and the footsteps and seeing something out of the corner of her eye. So she was synesthetic as well, which is something that Anita and I both share. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow, maybe that's another. That's I was going to get to that puzzle. when you theorized, you know, psychological issues. I couldn't help but wonder if it is a sensitivity. What I mean like, by psychological often, it's like families that have abuse, right? sexual abuse or physical abuse or mental right. abuse. And that's what but, I gathered. But, you know, maybe it's something else mm -hmm. besides that. Well, maybe it's a lot of things, and we're here to find out. <laughs> no, I don't know if we're actually going to find out what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, you actually go out there and try to find stuff. I do. I do. Because... I love history, um, and I love putting myself in the same footprints of somebody who may have stood there 100 years ago, 200 years ago, whatever. That's my goal, is to figure out why we have ghosts, why there are hauntings. So yes, my husband and I have um, investigated several places. We've investigated places here in town. You mentioned Ohio. We did the uh, Mansfield um, prison, the reformatory. Yeah. And um, we've even been invited to hunt ghosts here in Los Alamos. So, uh, have you done it yet? Oh yeah, with four four people. 
Um, waiting for people? Yeah. No, I've done it for somebody. <coughs> oh, yes. Is it, yeah. And you do it for free, right? You know? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, we're just happy to be invited. <laughs> um, in the past, it's been us begging. So we begged <laughs> to get into the Duane Smith Auditorium, which is at the high school, and they let us in. And um, we've done here, where we are recording from, which is the Fuller Lodge Art Center. It's one of the oldest buildings standing in Los Alamos. I'm trying to get into the actual Fuller Lodge itself onto the third floor. So maybe that will happen soon. There's a third floor? There's a third floor. It's right outside this window. I did not know that. What's up there? I don't know because I've never been. You can't get up there by stairs. That's what's so mysterious about it. How do you get up there? There's an elevator, but the elevator is not ADA compliant. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's teensy tiny. It's literally a waiter elevator. Okay. And um, that was when the hotel was here. Yes. Okay. So I'm thinking that was sort of a master suite. You know, some big wig scientist was coming up for the lab, and he would stay on the third floor, and that was his his suite. So the sounds that you've told me you've heard here, do you think it's coming from there or is it from up here? Well, you know, I don't know. The sounds here, I mean, this place, this wing, even though it's newer, we're talking late 40s, early 50s, there's still plenty of time right. <laughs> to, you know, I, I don't know, generate. But it was a hotel, so. Well, right, right. Do we know if anybody's ever passed away in this hotel? I don't know. I wonder if we could find out. I think we have some research to do. I wonder if we could find out because that would might maybe it would be hidden. Yeah. Yeah. And well county records and I believe there are tunnels underneath us as well. Yeah, there's tunnels. So but they've closed off most of the tunnels. Yes. But I mean I that's somebody just been in there. Oh really? Really <laughs> <laughs> that. He told me once well, we were sitting in a bar once, but he said <laughs> Well, if you ever want to go into the tunnels, let me know. Well, if you want to ever investigate the tunnels and you can get us in, let's do it. That would be interesting. <laughs> I, and I've seen them. They're, they're, they're wide enough maybe for one person to walk through. Okay, that sounds terrifying. <laughs> they're just full of low-hanging pipes because they were for heat. Okay. And they were, okay. they're heating tunnels. So the, the steam plant in town used to be over by... The hospital and okay. it heat whatever was in this part of the of town. So the tunnels, there were pipes that went all over and radiators that you see. Yeah, oh, that's bizarre. I had no idea. Yeah, I bad. was really hoping there was some kind of like mysterious city within Los Angeles. Well, there was somebody else who told me <laughs> those go all the way to Dulce, New Mexico. You know, <laughs> oh, there's a street called Dulce, by the way, over there by the. Um, right, skating rink. <laughs> Communication <laughs> breakdown. Bless <laughs> that person's heart. <laughs> but yeah, um, have you heard about Dulce? No. Oh. And this is Dulce, New Mexico. Yeah, Dulce, New Mexico. So I don't know how much we're going to talk about UFOs and that type of thing, but supposedly there's an underground base in Dulce, New Mexico where and I don't even know what's in Dulce. I, I was, I was going to say, I don't think there's, I don't anything, think there's anything there. <laughs> but supposedly there's that, like, the Taos hum. You can hear yeah. a hum in Dulce, too. But oh, it, really? Yeah. But um, huh. so some, I've had people tell me these stories, and I've often just went, oh, whatever. Because I, I think it sounds a little crazy. Because the person went into reptilians. <laughs> so I wasn't going to... Dear, <laughs> somebody 
just watching X-Files. <laughs> so maybe we can look into that one day. But, you know, there's a lot of places in New Mexico, too, that have scary things. Oh, oh New Mexico. I, I want to get my hands on this whole state. It's sad that I've lived here for 15 years now. Uh, more than that, collectively, but um, I have not reached out to all these really cool pockets. I mean, we're talking about ghost towns, um, but also all these all of these haunted places. Like, um, well, one of my favorites that I have been to is up in Cimarron, which is the St. James Hotel. That's one of my favorite places. And have you experienced anything? So many things, so many times. <laughs> That's what we, kind of things? Um, well, the very first visit, we weren't even there. I mean, it was we were there because we'd heard it was haunted, and it was just kind of a cool thing, like, hey, we're staying in a haunted hotel. And um, we didn't actually expect to come across anything until we even provoked. We went into the poker room and played poker until little 11 o'clock at night or whatever. So what do you mean by provoked? Did you yell at them or did you just... No, no. no. Okay. Well, yeah, I should, I should clarify. I'm not yelling or trying to pick a fight with anybody, you know, deceased. Um, but <laughs> it's just... Because you know in the shows. Well, right, right. I'm not Zach Bagans. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, I think just by talking about it, kind of like what we were talking earlier, um, just by bringing it up, just by speaking of it, and then just trying to kind of interact with somebody that's, you know, may or may not be there, I was hoping that that would kind of prompt something from the other side of the veil, if you will, to sit down and play poker with us or interact with us in some way. We got nothing. There was nothing. We ended up going to bed, kind of disappointed, but um, in the middle of the night, my husband had looked over, and um, he had put his book down on his side table with his glasses, and he looked up at one point and saw that book hovering over me. Thought what? it was, right? He thought it was a dream went back to sleep. Both of us have never slept so soundly, ever. And I can't help but wonder if that was like a draining of energy kind of thing, because when we woke up the next morning, his glasses were on the floor, and his book was on my side of the bed. So, something happened. I have no idea what that was all about. Trying to explain it away. Anyway, we go down to breakfast. I just crawled out of bed, literally no makeup or anything. After breakfast, I came back up to the hotel room alone, and I was told because it was Mary's room, Mary didn't like the window open because she was on the second floor. This is the ghost, Mary. Um, but it was hot, and so I opened that damn window. <laughs> and um, they say that she'll tap on the wall if you open the window. And sure enough, there was a tapping sound. But it was, was the it wind. loud, or was it? Well, it was the wind coming through, and I realized it was moving the mirror on the vanity oh. that was tapping. So I'm sitting there going debunked. <laughs> and uh, I go over there, and I hold the mirror still, and of course the tapping stopped until it started back up again right in front of my face on the wall. And then it was all around me, and it was deafening to the point where I thought neighbors were going to complain. It was so loud. And I ran to the window, and I shut it, and as soon as I shut it, it stopped. So deafening as in... It was like constant. It wasn't tapping in one spot anymore. Like that's how pounding. it started. But it was pounding all the way around me. All around me in the room. From one edge, you know, from one corner to the other. And so I was a little uneasy, a lot uneasy. But I had to put my makeup on. We had to get out, check out of the hotel. So as I'm putting my makeup on, I looked in the mirror and 
and I had bangs at the time, and I watched my hair raise up and then drop down. I had done one eye, one eye had mascara, and I ran <laughs> so fast out of that room and unlocked myself out and had to get someone from the front desk to let me back in. Did you have clothes on? I, fortunately, <laughs> yes. You never know about pants, but yes, I was wearing all things. <laughs> but, oh, um, that's hilarious. It, that was, it was totally unexpected. But you know, the funny thing is, like today, <clears throat> we're going to come up here and it was dark. And I didn't want to come into this room. <laughs> and you, <laughs> the fearless ghost hunter, still <laughs> get scared. Um, yes. Yes. Um, this place often makes me uneasy. And, um, I mean, you hear things in here every time I come up here, whether it's in the dark or even with the lights on, um, you feel like people are watching you from out of the doors. You know, you mentioned that this is uh, an old hotel, and um, you can see the room numbers on each of the doors as you walk past. It's almost like you can see somebody sitting on a bed craning their neck to look out. And I don't actually see that. Yeah, but it's but, um, the feeling. Right, right. Like someone's just curious who's walking past. And uh, yeah, they, these are the old-fashioned doors that don't slam shut. So when they right. they they're open until right. you close them, and then they slam. <laughs> then that's unnerving when it does slam shut. <laughs> but have you ever had that happen? Here, yeah, I, I don't know. Okay, not here. But they're loud. They are very loud. You would know. I've heard some really loud sounds here, but I don't think it was ever a door. Okay, so. we'll we'll talk about those. Scary things another time, right? Yes. But one of the things that I remember from childhood is um, waking up in the middle of the night mm -hmm. and thinking there was something in, next to me, just looking at me. And I remember staring at it for hours. And most of my childhood, I couldn't sleep at night. I would be awake. What was it? And it, it, well, it looked like a person that you could see through. Oh my gosh. And they just would stand there and look at me. Yes. And I thought, do I look back? I mean, I couldn't tell if they could, could they see me? I don't know. Right. Because it was dark and it was in, you know, the middle of the night. And then when the, you could hear the birds sing in the morning. Yeah. When the sun was coming up, that's when I'd fall asleep. Yes. This is very much like my feeling toward my little Toledo demons. Which, that's, I'm just going to call it that, Toledo Demons. <laughs> but um, you'll have to draw them someday. I, I can, easily. Um, there's not a lot to them. But, um, but yeah, it was the same. It was that fear. And you just lay there watching them, kind of like a spider. Like, you don't want them to move necessarily because you don't know where they're going to go. Yeah, if I moved, are, are they going to know that I'm awake? Exactly. And exactly. I'm watching them to make sure. That, right. And it happened a lot, often. Oh, my gosh. Because I would... I was not a sleeper, I guess, because I'd wake up and there would be that thing. And how old were you at the time? I was under the age of 10. Okay. So. And where did you live? Um, until I was 10, we lived here. In Los Alamos? Yeah. Okay. And then we moved away to a big city, but um, it was a, a house on Alabama. Oh, yes. Do you remember where you used to live right. on Alabama? It's across the street, where the, one of the burnt lots. Yes. Empty lot now. It's The house burned down. But at the time, it, to me, that I still would have nightmares about that place because it had a basement that was fully furnished, finished and furnished. Yeah. And um, I swear there was stuff down there. 
Oh my gosh, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I spent six years in the apartment complex across the street. You know, you'd mentioned you were there, had burnt down in the Cerro Grande fire. But um, I always had an uneasy feeling from that canyon. That was where our bedroom was, you know? And so every night I'd go to bed and I would look outside and expect to see something. See, that's interesting that you say that. So <clears throat> another memory of childhood was we were out playing and we would often go into that canyon that you were talking about. We'd walk down the, uh, you know, down the little pathway, mm -hmm. and we'd just play down there. And one time we were walking down there, and there were five of us, five kids, and we heard a groan, like a, like the stereotypical ghost. <laughs> and we all heard it. We started screaming, and we ran. And I told my dad. And he went down there to check it out, but he didn't find anything. And I was like, no, 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 there was something groaning in the canyon. <laughs> and all of, all of us heard it. So maybe there was some adult that was trying to scare us, or a oh teenager, gosh. or... Which I think is just as terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even so, yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that whole canyon down there, area down there was... We played down there a lot, but it was... I did, would have nightmares about it for yes. years. Even when we moved away, and I would still have dreams about that that house in that basement in the canyon. Interesting. Interesting. Well, when I lived in that same area, um, that was the only weird thing I ever had happen, because I have never in my entire life lived in such a an inactive home before. Oh, really? Oh. So, you know, I, I always feel, you would mentioned that people have attachments. I know that I do. Um, I've grown up with them, my sister and I both. It's like we can't go anywhere without something happening. And um, I moved to, well, I, I moved everywhere. I moved to Albuquerque, and then my husband and I moved up to Washington, then we moved back to Los Alamos, then we moved back to Ohio, and then we moved back to Los Alamos again. I mean, we literally were just all the time on the go. When we moved back that last time to Los Alamos, Everything stopped. It was almost like I had outrun it. And I was almost relieved. Because you left it there. Yes. In Ohio. Like I, or something. So it was like it lost track of me or something. I don't know if that's possible. But well, I wonder too if there's like a, a point in your life where you've, you've healed something inside of you. Because I, I haven't had anything happen to me. Well, that's not true. But not to me personally, but in my surrounding areas, I've seen stuff and had stuff happen. But it's not, it doesn't affect me like it used to. And I'm wondering, you know, there's like, I'm, it can't touch me now. Right. Maybe it knows that. And it's staying away. Maybe, maybe. You know, having a kid changes your, <laughs> how you feel about yourself, too, yeah, right? She was five at the time, so it's not like she was brand new. And and um, I've since picked all of that paranormal activity back up again. So <laughs> it's happening again. Uh, well, when we moved out of that house on Alabama Street, we moved into a very haunted place. Oh, cool. We'll have to talk about it. Yes, <laughs> yes, I will save that one for the next episode. So I was wondering, <laughs> you know, like, since we live in a, a apartment, mm -hmm. if you expel something from your area, does it go next door? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, just <laughs> he just evicted him. He's, he's, he's like, oh, well, I'll just couch. go over here. Because yeah. <laughs> I've wanted to ask my neighbor 
have you guys ever experienced anything? I don't want to be seen as crazy, though. See, I don't want her to... I totally get it. I don't talk to my neighbors very much, and then to ask her that. <laughs> I know. Well, we share, I, I, I share a wall with somebody now, and um, I don't think that he would, you know take me very seriously if I asked him that. But then do ghosts even recognize borders? And then this goes back to, do you have to be sensitive or have something psychologically? Or, you know, is he just not seeing what I'm seeing? You know? Yeah, I wonder. Because, well, you know, just a little brief thing about Leah when she was a little, about five. And this is your daughter. My daughter. She um, she experienced something in the place that we're at now, and it made me angry Huh? that there would be something there. There was this feeling of like, what the hell? There's something in my house that I did not invite, and even if it wasn't real, I was like, I'm going to get rid of it. So I, I did, um, I smudged, and I chanted something that I felt stupid. <laughs> And I got salt and I put it around the, you know, the, the doorways and around the walls and, and it went away for a long time and then it happened again maybe when she was in high school and then I did it again. I wonder if that's the nature of the ghost. You know, so I've got, I swear, I have a woman named Karen in my house. Uh, I'll get into that in another episode too, but I knew she was there immediately. And when my daughter walked into that house, and this was three years ago when we moved in, my daughter walked in and she said, oh, there's a lady in here. She's really nice. She lived here and she wears an apron, which is what exactly (laughs) I was seeing, was sort of a housewife. And I got the name Karen, and both of us said brown hair anyway. Anyway. How old was she then? Um, this was three years ago, so she was, uh, math, uh, 13? Oh, okay. Well, 12, 13. So, um, but yeah, I mean, is that right? Gosh, she's already 15. <laughs> anyway. She was 12, yeah. But she was welcome, you know? She, I, I wasn't angry about her presence. I felt, in fact, like I was intruding, and she shares the space with us. And so I can't help but wonder, you know, if this person, this entity was uninvited, maybe always has been uninvited, even for the last, you know, people who lived there. And um, by you laying down the salt and you smudging, you are giving clear intention that you do not want it there. So I can see how that would work, but it's always going to make its way back in when it all wears down. How long does it last? I mean, you know about this stuff. Oh, gosh. I have no idea how long it lasts, though. (laughs) I mean, it really depends, too. I'm what kind of, I guess, how aggressive you're trying to expel it. Let's see, part of here, part of me, because of where we live, <coughs> I, I want to maintain this um, level of sanity. <laughs> I know, yes. And I don't want to give it too much credence, because I also think if you believe too much, it could attach itself right. and make itself a nuisance. But if you, yes. like, I don't believe in you, therefore you can't bother me. Right. And it, that seems to work for me a lot. <laughs> well, and I think that maybe what happened when we moved into the Alabama Street House and I was ghost-free for six whole years, maybe I was just kind of done and uh, stopped, kind of ignored it, put up blinders maybe. Um, I don't know. Like, told myself, you're not there. Because I remember at the end when we were moving out, I was missing ghosts. 
Does that make sense to you? I missed um, ghosts. I mean, I worked here, so I already had my fair share, but I missed having them in my house. I missed being around them all the time. And then I wonder if that has something to do with being sensitive, too. Like, I had just, like, not talked to a friend in years. So I wonder if you're neighbors, because that was a quad that you lived in. Yes. Maybe they, you had some super religious people who um, expelled them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe. it seems like the, if there's an old building, there's maybe there's an attachment. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. <clears throat> I mean, it goes with the whole stone tape theory and, yeah. you know, the porousness of the materials, the wood and certain kinds of stone, like limestone and stuff like that, um, where energy will embed itself. So I wonder, what about tufa? Because we're, we're sitting on a bedrock of tufa. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and that's super porous. I would rank that right up there with limestone and, and say that um, I think that's a, a good conductor. Which is what we used to play in down in the, that canyon. Yep. It's full of tufa. Yes, it is. Or we're living on it. Yeah. <laughs> we're walking on tufa, essentially. Well, and concrete. <laughs> <laughs> Grass. In, in this area, too, there's a lot of Native American. Um, yes. This is, uh, you know, ancient grounds where people lived. Yes. And, you know, they ended up back down in the valley, but... Um, and it's a little, like, um, tenuous because um, if you talk to people who are down in, like, Santa Clara, um, they're not happy necessarily about us being here. This land was stolen. Yeah. And so to this day, I mean, there there's bad feelings. And not always. It's not like we all hate each other. I mean, don't get me wrong. But um, I think that there's still sort of a, a sour taste oh, in people's mouths. And um, Because this was the place where they would go in the summertime. Exactly. This was their summer home. Exactly. And then they'd go in, in the wintertime down lower. Exactly. So this was... And it's idyllic up here sometimes. It, well, absolutely. But I think that that um, negative energy is oh. a big part of... I mean, think about the, the porous rock that we live on and the negative energy between, you know, or the different cultures and what negative energy there is. Again, I don't want to say it's all negative. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, but there's probably some. Uh, yeah. Not, yes. not all, but... And then we have to be sensible and say we live in a material world. Yep. Not as in Madonna, but... <laughs> oh, that's where I live. <laughs> <laughs> but now in the, in the, you know, there's concrete. Yes. There's, this is it. This is all... You know, you talk to 90% of the scientists who live here, you know, that's the first thing they will tell you. Scientifically, right. how we are composed of mass and atoms and nothing else. Yes, that's actually what kills me most <laughs> about living in this community. I love it. I love it here. It's absolutely wonderful. But it is so very scientific and we are surrounded by people who do want to give a scientific explanation for anything. You know, why did that chair just pick up off the ground and spin? <laughs> I'm sure there's a scientific reason for it. Has that ever happened? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. I know. Well, 
actually, I would like to think that if I was in a room with a scientist and a chair levitated, that he that's could a, not explain it. That's exactly what she saying. Yeah. <laughs> but it is difficult in this community to be a sensitive, to be somebody who has experienced or always lived with ghosts and to try to talk ghosts. They'll laugh at you. They all laugh at you. Yes. So we're not taken seriously. We are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we are nuts for believing this. And you know what? For a long time, I denied it. A good portion of my adulthood, probably ten years, fifteen years, oh. I didn't. I didn't. I was living in this community, and I was, you know, cold hard facts. Wow, that's really sad. I'm sorry to hear that. And I've come <laughs> yeah. back. Well, having a child. Yes. Well, because it gives you a different set of eyes, a new perspective. Yeah. So I get that. And it also, you know, she, yeah. <laughs> you know, that she never saw stuff like your Tulula did. But um, so one time when we were at my husband's house mm -hmm. in Albuquerque with his mom, um, Leah was still... She wasn't walking yet, so she was at before two years old. So I don't know. And oh, and she wasn't talking yet either. So she was really tiny. And we were all sitting in, in a bedroom, and my mother-in-law was bouncing her on the knee, and mm -hmm. like, you know, doing this up and down with the baby. And you're so cute. And then <laughs> put her on the lap, on her lap, and she was facing outwards. And we were in the bedroom, and the door was open, and Leah just. You could. She turned her head and looked at the open door, and just started screaming at oh. the top of her lungs. She was terrified. She was like she saw something and she just went, "Oh my gosh!" I know. And then you know she was shaking. I know she was shivering, and I closed the door, and she calmed down a little bit because I could see in her face that something was at the door. Yeah. And I closed it and it helped her come down, but it took a, a good 30 minutes for her to stop shaking. What did Brad's mom do? She did said, she oh, you never know about babies. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> yeah, she didn't, she didn't want to go there. So was that the moment where you stopped being super yes. scientific? Okay. I immediately went, there's something there. Nice. But, and then I tried to tell other people about it and they, nobody, Nobody got it. They were like, you know, kids. I get you, Anita. <laughs> I'm sorry I wasn't there for you then. <laughs> but I was so sure, you know, she, and I would, I would think, I hope I can ask her about this one day. She has no memory whatsoever, of course. She doesn't remember last week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I remember um, when my daughter was potty training, she was, um, talking to somebody in the bathroom. So she would go back proudly, you know, I'm going to use the potty. And then I could hear her conversing. Then I'd go back there and she'd giggle and say, somebody keeps calling you Annie, which freaked me out. So, I mean, she was always in tune, always. So, Annie. Annie, well, and I'd woken up that night um, to a voice in my ear going, Annie, really loud. And then I had an asthma attack, so... It was very strange. That's another episode. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about this place, too. Now, I've always lived in very haunted places. Or, or maybe it's me. But anyway. Well, there's entities. I will have to look for that book. Which one? It, that I was telling you about where um, this person tries to prove that there's 
things that attach to people's oh, yes, dreams, yes. and she calls them demons. Okay. She she had no other word for it except demons. I struggle with that word. Yeah, I do too because it's it's religious. It's, I know. Yeah. It's like heaven and hell. Demons come from hell, but I don't. And I don't believe in hell. I yeah. don't believe in heaven. And I know. I, I have trouble with the concepts, and I'm, I'm, I'm not closed to the concepts. I just I, I hate to. Uh, I don't know. Assume to qualify it. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we could close it. Okay. Because I think we wanted to keep it around 40, 45. Yeah. Okay. Don't you think that's long enough? I think so. I think absolutely. Because, I mean, it could go longer, but not right. today. Right. So, in closing, I don't know how we're going to close this, but <laughs> because there's so much more that we could talk about. Oh, so much. <clears throat> but that leaves it open so that we can talk again. Yes. And I appreciate this, and thank you so much. I am so happy we're doing this. Thank you for inviting me to be a part of this. I'm looking forward to uh, more ghost stories next time. And talk to you again.